<laughs> good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Goodbye. I feel like there's no point even pretending that we've just come in and really we've just been accidentally talking to one another <laughs> about one minute before the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I- just, the songs suddenly sound like you. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. <laughs> when we're talking during the intro. Well, to kind of give you all the kind of BTS, not the uh, not the Korean boy band. Uh, that is the Korean boy band, right? Um, I think it's BTS. Uh, sure, but I, I meant I meant behind the scenes, um, in in the kind of software, whatever it is that we use for this during the countdown. It visually, from my side, it says. Ben's mic muted. Adam's mic muted. So I'm happily singing away and to, to the music and whatnot, and I'm sure I'm I'm playing around with things in time with the music, and then I hear this voice. I can hear you. Oh shit! <laughs> worried me because literally just before I heard you, I was talking about a clogged toilet with Becky, <laughs> and then when I heard you, I thought, shit, the mics are on, and I looked at mine. And I just well. Oh, no. So, in line with that, good evening, good afternoon, all. Hello to Jennifer, hello to Board, hello to Ouch. In that way, (laughs) Board stated, uh, good evening, let's begin another amazing podcast. Well, I appreciate your optimism, but given the way we've just started, not off to the best start. (laughs) (laughs) We're off to our start. True. We are off to our start. Which which sounds like a precursor to a, a discount prodigy lyric. I'm an R starter. <clears throat> uh, anyway, I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. I'm kind of hyped up by the fact that we may have had a, a technical snafu before. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I may have. Um, how's your week been, sir? How the devil are you? How's things? Solved any crimes? Stole stole anything? Killed anyone lately? What happened? I found out, you know, victim and suspect were both me. So they oh, amazing! Who soiled my pants? I soiled my pants. It was the best crime I've ever solved and been part of. <laughs> she was my watch. She was there. She watched it happen. <laughs> All fun and games until underwear becomes involved, uh, and then it goes. It gets a little. It gets a little bit serious. <laughs> oh God! Um, I I was I was actually ill Monday Monday Tuesday time. You know me. I don't get ill. <laughs> I do get ill. Um, uh, but this this was this was. <laughs> I think the bucket of disease that lives in my house, known as Phoebes, um, may have. Uh, oh, right there. <laughs> no, she's in a cage. Uh, room, room. She's in a room. You stay there. <laughs> Just to clarify, social services. If you are listening, she's not in the house. She's, um, she's in the bin. She no, no, she's not. She's not. She's she's at. Uh, <laughs> she's at her mother's. She's at her mother's. Um, but yeah, like I, I was I was wiped off my feet. I slept, me, for around 19 hours. Bloody hell. Right, I'm calling uh, an ambulance. I, I, don't think I genuinely couldn't get over it. It was unreal. Be <laughs> informed. I don't like it. I don't like it. So... Things for <laughs> it was deeply unsettling. Uh, I, I've, I, I've never, ex- I've, well, I, I probably have. I just just been a while since I could remember it. But like, I to experience that, my ah, fuck it, I'm going back to bed. This is unheard of. What, what is this? <laughs> Are you feeling better now? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I I, I had one of those uh, kind of old man moments where I'm like. No, I'm not being ill anymore. I'm I'm carrying on about my business, regardless of what happens. I'm just doing it. That's that is what's happening. So I did a workout, like a full normal workout, and uh, touch wood, it it's yeah, all gone. Right. It's it's gone okay. 
You know, I've I've not. It, I think if I start bleeding from the nose mid podcast, yeah. then the concern should be there. That's it. That's right. When you suddenly pass out in front of us and you're just propped back up by Maddie with your, your hat <laughs> clearly unconscious. <laughs> You can she can just turn into a ventriloquist. <laughs> just like gently prod me with an open battery, <laughs> <laughs> which is incidentally how they make Hollyoaks. You know, fun fact, fun fact. <laughs> so, to- I know you're uh, someone who you operate with little sleep. Like you just yes, you you, you can go with it but um, yeah. now that you have had that amount of sleep i've got to ask you do you feel any different do you feel refreshed <laughs> do you feel the benefit or is it just nothing is it not really honestly when i when i woke up like at that moment that i was getting back up to start my day i felt like shit oh, yeah. <laughs> i felt like <laughs> shit <laughs> the opposite effect yeah it was like and, and it's it's not like i'm um it's not like i'm kind of I, I don't know, philosophically opposed to 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 sleep <laughs> in any sense. It's either it's either I've got too much to do, or yeah. like I legitimately have insomnia. Like that's a that's a legitimate thing. So it, it could be like yeah. three four o'clock at the morning. I'm sat thinking, if I unscrew my navel, will my bum fall off? Like these these kinds of just pointless questions, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 either a catch twenty two. So maybe it might be you know that my my inner child going. That's too long. We we don't like this. That's too long. Get up, please. Back back to work and and whatnot. Get up, please. Back to work. Um, oh, we've got a we've got a question in already. Um, can I start with a question? I mean, this was already a question, but another one. <laughs> Good point. I like it. Can I start with a question? Yes, you've done. You finished. Yay! Um, <laughs> um, how do I stop? How do I stop overthinking? Because more than once I got my deductions right, but started overthinking and missed. That uh, that that's a great question. That's a great question. And to be fair to the topic of what we were going to talk about today, we'll cover it briefly. It might it might be something it, it might be something that we'll come back to. Uh, at a at another stage, but to, uh, to 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 cover it briefly, it is about building into you uh, a, a reactionary mechanism for doing, and that that that's simple on the terms. But like a, a convivial kind of everyday example that I always use to illustrate, because most people around the planet, regardless of where you come from, can can kind of relate to this kind of thing. So you come in from a hard day's work or school or both or whatever it is that you do. And in your head, you're thinking, I either have to go and do a workout or I have to cook my own tea. I have to walk the dog. I have to shave the neighbor, whatever it is that you're thinking of doing. Right. So so you you walk in the house, you, you hang your coat up, you put your bag down, whatever it is. And then you sit down on the chair and you go like that fatal. Fate. How much harder is it to get back up and do something after that fact? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. There, there is. Oh, it's 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 unwritten, mate. That's this one as well. Especially since, especially since. I mean, it might be too much of a link to my kind of emotional damage at this stage, but because this still smells like cookie, I oh, yeah. I never. I, yeah. I'm, I'm like here. I'm here the whole time. Um, yeah. but there is an irrefutable link between body and mind irrefutable and not in not in like a, a a spiritual you know kind of matrix sense of uh, 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 this kind of capability but there is a direct action you know in the same way that if you are feeling some form of legitimate authentic happiness you will show it on your face or in your movement in some way right if you're feeling uh, hungry uh, and your stomach starts to People get hangry, people get agitated, people work faster and inevitably poorer uh, as a result. There is a link between this. So the more of those periods that you can acknowledge where that's happening uh, and take actions, actions 
first. The thoughts will follow after because they're connected. Take actions first and it becomes easier to control. So when it comes to uh, the deductions, if it is that you think, uh, I don't know, I'm looking around for something that you could possibly deduce about me. Um, I've, I've been an open book for years. Shit, I've got nothing. Um, there we go. That'll do. If it is that you were to look at me and, and think um, they aren't they aren't real glasses, right? If that, if that was a deduction that you would make, just to clarify, they aren't. But if you were to look at me uh, and think they, uh, uh, they aren't real glasses, how do you know? Engage in conversation. They're interesting. They're, they're, the, the legs on those glasses are thicker than normal. Are they comfortable? Boom, conversation, insight, intrigue. You can confirm, deny one way or the other after the fact, but what you build into it is that uh, capability to quieten the part that's going, oh, but it could be this, oh, but it could be this, oh, but it could be this, oh, but it could be this. We all know by now that we're dealing with, let's be fair, a, a lot of variables to, to pretty much any and all observation that you can make. If you're ever, if you're ever going to know or be as close to uh, 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 knowing the things that you observe, then you got, you have to take action. So it's uh, uh, about building that in first. If you think something, confirm it. If you think something, confirm it. Um, there was a, a, a go on. I was going to say the previous podcast when we were talking about like deductions and what have you. It was um, we, we mentioned assumptions and presumptions mm. and using those instead of like a base for truth. And it, I thought it was always interesting how you said like take action like get in there and ask questions uh if the thought pops up do something with that thought and don't make a presumption on it otherwise mm. I suppose then what you're doing would you argue is that not really deducing that's just assuming yeah and well it, think of it this way I right? that. um not that i'm going to ask you to name and shame them but it would be hilarious if you did is 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 there anyone in your life and you can include me in this <laughs> that that you that you have taken an immediate disliking to before you've really spoken to them or interacted with them Becky. <laughs> I was just waiting for the chair to come in wrestling style <laughs> But yeah, it has happened. It has. It has happened. She right. Wants a pencil back. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a pencil back, and then I was waiting for the. Ah! You know, like a, a girl scream, not not like a fake bloke scream or whatever that was that just came out of my face. Sorry, Becky. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Wait, that's Steve from American Dad, isn't it? <laughs> but right with that person, whoever it was, uh, I, I, invariably there's uh, for most people there's normally one or two. But the way that you understand whether it is that you've just made a judgment about them without really a, a lot of grounding for it is interacting with them, having a conversation with them, working with them, talking to them, whatever it is. By that, by that sense, you get to confirm or deny what it is that you've observed. And, and, it's, the, and it's the same for deductions. To stop them being just a, a reactionary, emotive judgment you have to explore you have to explore that's the nature of the problem with the shit on youtube right we can look at prince harry and uh a name's gone megan thank you uh, uh prince we can look at prince harry and megan all day long and and speculate with as much scientific insight and background information and everything else anatomy physiology context behavior culture all of this shit we can we can apply all of that to come up with the most likely solution of course the way it transitions from being a likely solution and to something actionable has you in the middle of that <laughs> And that's 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 the issue with YouTube and why people are creating this kind of a, a weird consensus of what YouTube tutorials can actually do for you. Anyone can publish, uh, a, you know, a, a free piece of shit online. Anyone can yeah. uh, on anything. I'm uh, my free. 
of it online, even or through the box of someone um, we, we, hang on. I've just got to probe this, probe this one further. Uh, uh, Jennifer, that's not what I call her. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm guessing by that what, what you call her isn't like uh, bestie or, or BFF uh, and things like that. And you will notice that I did use the word guess because I'm basing that, uh, that answer on nothing. <laughs> no, I call her sister. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I, good evening, Craig. Good evening, good evening. But Je Jennifer's comment actually relates relates to a good point in terms of the content for the episode. And I, I've seen there are a couple of questions uh, in the chat as well. If there if there is some time for it, we'll come back to those at the end. Uh, uh, mostly because uh, they are questions that we've covered a lot uh, before. Um, so we'll, we'll stick to the content for now. And uh, uh, if it is that this time, we'll come back to it. So, dude, uh, uh, j just before we get into the content, be, uh, just so everyone's caught up, I did ask you to bring a pack of cards to today's uh, podcast stream, right? So, so that we both have some. And this is the discussion of the uh, uh, of the power of exploring the law of opposites in understanding humans basically now just for absolute clarity based on what we've discussed previously on the on the entire podcast this is a rule of thumb this isn't a, this isn't a proven scientific theory this is a guideline to get you going with insights this is something that i noticed when uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into all that shit. But I thought it would be interesting to see if we could explore that in a fun way with a okay. magic trick. <laughs> Ladies <Right>? and gentlemen, <laughs> see my top hat. It's not that I'm wearing a top hat. It's actually that my head is enormous, and uh, <laughs> well, that's on the internet forever, out of context. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. So, if you would, sir. Think of any card for me. Give it a value. Give it a suit. Okay. Got one? And then all I'm going to ask you to do is to make decisions based on that starting card. Right? So let me just give you an example. So if we do this and then, okay. So I've got this, which is technically speaking a number. It's one. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, the Jack, Queen, and Kings would be pictures. So if the card that you are on now, keep the suit throughout, that, that'd be fine. If, if the card you are on now is a number, change it to a picture. If the first card you started on was a picture, just change it to a number. So we're just going in opposites, depending upon whatever it was that you started with. Right? So you've got a new card in mind? Yeah, got that. And then, so let's say if you are now on an... Odd number, change it to an even one. If you are on a male picture, change it to a female picture. Anything else, just stay. Cool. Fair? Yeah. And and then go through the pack and pull out that card that you're thinking of, and, and I'll do the same. That was very near the top. Can I see? Get out of here. Get, Get out, of here. out of here. Get out of here. Now, right, that that it that is a process whereby if you explore the law of opposites throughout a pack of cards, your choices are hugely diminished as a result. Right? Hugely diminished. And that is that is not to tip away any method because there is a ton of different ways that that that, that, that could go right you could have you could have that is sort of you know that's pretty impressive in terms of right but that's 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 uh, that was just covering my ass uh, in, in case there are any mentalists or magicians watching i'm not about to give away any method uh, uh, that it, it isn't mine because i don't read enough magic books to know what is and what isn't anyone's i just do <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't claim anything to be completely uh, 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 originals. <laughs> so, here's, 
here's, here's what that started for me when, when I first understood that. Uh, uh, that opposition is a way to gain immediate insight into someone's character or someone's personality or someone's reasons or someone's motivations for behaving in a particular way within a given circumstance based on what it is that you're seeing, right? So we all have the capability of seeing, you know, that we are here uh, uh, engaging in banter, having a laugh, talking about, you know, occasional serious topics, but mostly techniques and applications and this kind of thing. So what exists in opposition of that? The seriousness of it all. Right, the, the, the seriousness of it all. So we, we can immediately, uh, as in the ethereal we, because we can't ask this of ourselves, we already know the fucking answer, because it's us. But like you, you could then ask yourselves, uh, uh, why have they chosen to talk about this kind of content, what exists in opposition to that. Seriousness, the seriousness of the world. Well, if they've driven towards the positiveness or the comedic side or the attempted comedic side, whatever it is, that tells you something about us in terms of what we like, what we don't like, what we're into, what we care about, what we don't care about, where our likely political affiliations lie, what the strength of our relationships likely are, what the, the style of our humour, sorry, the style of our humour likely is <laughs> as as a result yeah. I thought about it myself and i think it's quite strange how sort of the topics you bring up it's it, it's quite serious stuff but we seem to sort of choose the more you know giggles side of it all rather than sort of stick to the serious side of it and you'd think like categorically if we were choosing one path we'd then treat it in that tone but we don't seem to do that, and I suppose I suppose that comes with the humour associated with uh, our relationship on, on on the podcast and how we go forth with everything, and that's how we sort of engage with it. But we do talk about quite dense subjects, and yeah. I've wondered why we treat it like that. Why we do that? I suppose some yeah. don't. I've not had a podcast that sort of do sort of you know straight toned kind of subjects, and yeah. why people. Would, would choose that kind of uh, way to go about things. But why? Do you, what's your take on how we, we go about, like the, how we choose to deal with the subjects we talk about? Us, us personally, what, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, and what, what, that, <laughs> what that means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're exploring that law of opposites, right? So for us, we, uh, in terms of my analogy of this, we exist in, in kind of a Sean and Gus way. Uh, in in that we make light of something serious in order to be able to deal with it, which yes, which yeah. which it which is inherently an English thing, which is it inherently is. A, a British thing to be fair yeah. uh, as well because people from uh, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales do it too, yeah. <laughs> right? They 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 do it too, but the, uh, the 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 reason that we tackle it as often as what we do both indicates passion and interest and behavioral concern on our side why is it but if if you look i mean no if you if you look at it from a serious thing right why is it that we choose to uh, make light of things so often one could argue uh, on the other side of that is because we have damaged pasts Big. right yeah, yeah. you can make that so I, I i mean you talk about whatever personal shit you want right I, i've spoken about my reason for starting on this journey uh, a while a while yeah. back so let's look at it on the surface if you can remember it off the top of your head great you'll already have that kind of information but if you look at how i talk about uh, i'm obsessive about people reading I'm obsessive about memory. I'm obsessive about understanding, observing everything, this. And yes, it is all through the veneer of my connection and affinity and love for the law of Sherlock Holmes. But it started yeah. with betrayal and pain and and heartbreak and sorrow. And at this stage, when I try and think back, uh, I mean, it was a while ago. I'm not that old, but it was a while ago. I, I'm, I, I genuinely, I can't, I can't separate the two. 
But in order, for, in order for you to gain some kind of insight into my my behaviour, my character build up, why would somebody be so concerned with not missing everything? Be so concerned with understanding the behaviour of others? Be this, be this. If you look at it in terms of the opposite, it's a fear of missing it. What does the fear of missing it create? Get any one of those answers, and it will likely relate. To that to that time in my life right yeah. craig makes craig makes a point in the chat uh, uh oh sorry i can put the comment on the screen i was just about to read it out uh seeing seeing only one side or not thinking about the other side means you miss out on tons of information one invariably dictates the likelihood of the other precisely right if if we use the cards again as an analogy analogy we'll get into the things in, in, i've got quite a serious video that um we will treat in in a uh, in a comedic way um right but just i'm not making light of the video because it's about a murderer um i'm making oh. uh, yeah i'm i'm making light of the circumstance okay <laughs> yeah pull your pants up remove the vaseline you'll be fine um so if i were to say to you right uh I don't even know if I've got all the cards here, but let's, for argument's sake, pretend that I have. So I've got all of the cards that are in a standard deck here, and I'm going to turn some over. So there's a bunch face up. Oh, cast the light. So there's a bunch face up and a bunch face down. And I was going to mix them in together. And I would just tell you, oh, God, that's 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 just a terrible shuffle look at that i've just displaced each half oh my god that's not ne that's never happening again <laughs> let's try that way okay <laughs> there we go that's better um so I, and i was to tell you just to I, I don't i don't actually want you to do this bear in mind i'm using it to, i'm using it to illustrate a point so I'm going through this way, and I told you to just count the face-up ones, right? And I go through, and I go through, blah, 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 blah. Just count the face-up ones. And then my question is to immediately tell me how many were faced out. You can do that by virtue of just knowing the face-up ones, because you know ahead of time that there are 52, yeah. right? Opposition works. Now, is this easy to understand? No. In terms of its minutiae. Right, so if, like, I, I were to say something, uh, 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 what is what is the opposite of feeling hungry? That's a genuine question. What do you think the opposite of feeling hungry is? Feeling sad. <laughs> feeling full. <laughs> no, but le legitimately, that could be that for you. Yeah, yeah, it could be. That could be that for you, yeah. right? If it is that feeling full makes you sad. Right? Yeah, cool. yeah. So like, if, if it is that you observe someone with, um, I'm trying to think of the most recent one that I had in my life. If you observe someone with a pain in their right knee, and I'm big, you, you don't know what it is at this stage, it is, a, a, it is a pain in their right knee. They're not walking funny, but as they sit, they lean and rub their right knee and make this face. <clears throat> right? What is the opposite of a pain in your right knee? Pain in your left knee? Could be. <laughs> could be. Could could be no pain at all. Yeah, no pain at all. Right? Could be freedom of movement. Could be the ability to drive without being in pain. Uh, right? It could it, it could be the ability I'm just turning the cards the right way around, which is why I seem distracted. It could be the ability to have a conversation without thinking about your legs rather than, uh, you know, just being 100% engaged in whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. There are, a ton of, uh, there are a ton of things that you can do. My point is that when you explore the opposition to this, it will help direct what it is that you're looking at, right? It will help direct it. So we've got a few more comments. Uh, here, here we are. Uh, Jennifer, it's uh, uh, it, it's it's between it's the option between laugh or cry. We choose laughter over the otherwise perpetual depression. Uh, a laugh in the face of adversity, sod it, easier to laugh than be wallowing. 
<laughs> right? That I mean, that could arguably be on the British tourist board. <laughs> right. <laughs> that could be on the the, the intro slogan to Stoke on Trent as you drive in. That's just a bot. Instead of Stoke on Trent. <laughs> just buck up, buttercup, develop thick skin, and duck. Uh, uh, that, that's 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 around our coat of arms rather than the the, the traditional yeah. Latin. <laughs> So let me give you let me give you uh, something that I saw today. I was I was doom scrolling, which okay. for the which for those who are unfamiliar with the term means you're wasting time scrolling short videos whilst on the lav, uh, I, I, right? <laughs> and it, it was it was a video of a podcast, but it's a video of a podcast where the people get together in real life, and there was two guys on one side, two girls on the other. One of the girls, one of the girls said to the guys, and this is a question I'm genuinely asking you now, would you rather fight a chicken every time you got into the car or have to fight a lion once a year? <laughs> I'd fight a chicken every time because you win, you got free chicken. Right? Yeah. The, the guys, without missing a beat, went, chicken? chicken obviously and the girls were like why you could get away with a fight once a year and the guys are going yeah but 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 it's a lion but it but, but it but it's a lion you're not chuck norris it's a lion and the girls are going yeah, but I could spend the whole year training. I could get really strong. And, you know, if you get into a car, a chicken might peck you. <laughs> well, what? it's got to be better than this. <laughs> now. What the hell? Now, if we explore the law of opposites in that situation, right? Uh, and you... I can only deal with the information that I know having looked at previous podcast videos, which enumerate four. I was that befuddled by this display. The girls were really passionate about their want to fight a lion. The guys couldn't get over it. And the girls were going, you're a guy. Why wouldn't you want to choose the one fight with a lion? And the guys, because I would die. <laughs> because I would die. So if we explore the laws of opposite, right? What is opposite to the lack of understanding of what a lion could do to you versus what a chicken could do to you? Um, either naivety or just play it, like just plain misunderstanding what those animals are. <laughs> what do they think a lion is right. and can do? Right. Versus, uh, so if you explore it from the guy's side, what is the opposite of uh, 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 understanding the question to a point of everyday annoyance of a chicken being in your car versus having to fight a lion? What's the opposite of that? Um, not having an understanding of <laughs> the annoyance like of, of killing a chicken. and Right. So if if you look at if you look at and I'm about to preface this by saying the the data that I'm about to quote is just statistical demographics, nothing more than that, right? Nothing more than that. When you uh, uh, when you're looking at uh, a men between the ages of 18 to 24, these guys were 22 and 23 respectively, but the category for the demographics was uh, 18 to 24. Okay. Men of that age are more likely to have been in some kind, some kind of physical altercation, whether it be friendly play fighting or actual fighting or some kind of violent attack, all under the same umbrella term. They are more likely to have been involved in that than women of that age, right? There we have something, some viable piece of information that we can use to explain both sides. 
in terms of their answers that we can use to gain immediate understanding of the positions that they're coming from, right? Am I saying that categorically, this is the right 100% certain way in? No, <laughs> but it will get you started, right? It will get you started. The, the problem that uh, the board may be having and in however many people uh, else uh, as well may be having as well is that struggle to get started. You've observed this, 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 and this, but you're struggling to put it together. How do you get that started? If you haven't taken any of my trainings, um, how do you get that started? You explore the law of opposites, right? You explore the law of opposites. If I, <coughs> if, <coughs> excuse me, my uh, my bubbles are fighting back. I'm about to turn all late night radio DJ. Sound like I've been eating cigars professionally for 20 years. Um, if I were to paint a, a hypothetical scenario, Right. Let's let's say there is someone at your work that you are aware of. You are friendly towards, but like it's they're they're a work friend rather than a friend friend. Somebody that you would go out and yeah. do things with and interact with, whatever. Um, but and so you go, yeah. You you wouldn't tell you wouldn't tell them to fuck off. Like you'd be like, all right, mate, how's it going? Yeah, I'll see you at work tomorrow. What was that? <laughs> I throw a live chicken in their car. Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Where you ride past our lion. Yeah, Simba. Yeah. Just to clarify, we're not we're not uh, 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 advocating for saddling a, a, a wild lion uh, at all. It's fraught with danger. It's fraught with danger. We'll leave we'll leave that to the vegans. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So here's the situation. You walk, you walk in, and it's your uh, uh, your lunchtime, break time, whatever that's called uh, at that place, right? So you go into a canteen, whether you've got one or whether you haven't, make it up. You you go into uh, you go into a canteen, and you see this guy sat in a corner. Normally, not like he's life and soul of the party, but he's normally pleasant. You know, sits up and looks people in the eye and whatnot. Talks to people. Hi, you. How's your day? How's your shift going? People asking the same of him. Normal kind of pleasant conversation. Only today, you see him and he's just, if we imagine this is a fork, he's just playing back and forth with his food. Yeah. This way round. Right? So if we explore the opposite of this based on the context of what you already know about him up until this stage, what would be the opposite of this kind of situation? What would be the opposite of what he's feeling right now? Back to his normal self, saying hello to, to people and what yeah. have you. Okay. Back, back to his normal self. So we know, categorically, there is something that has affected his mood. Right? It's not that we are misinterpreting, you know, somebody's sadness or whatever else. So we go over and we say, you all right, mate? Uh, how's it going? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I've got insight to know that whatever's on his mind, he is either guarded about or feel some kind of personal connection towards or both for, for whatever reason. If he says, yeah, well, I just, you know, it's... It's this and, you know, the the wife at home or the kids are this or whatever kind of convivial everyday problem it is. I know then by default the opposite of this, which is his everyday stuff where he's normally uh, interacting and social, the deeper connection that I could have with him in those moments is that he is very open. He has an honest streak uh, about him. He's emotionally connected to his thoughts and his ideas right? He is independent. Yeah. There is a strength, there is a vulnerability to this. Come on, if, if that, if, if, right, if, if that isn't enough to start understanding people better, yeah, I don't know absolutely. what is. And I think, like, obviously, mood says it all, really, in a lot of these beginning factors, whenever you've seen, some, like, a change in someone, anything like that, but there's also those times where people are guarded enough to not really let you know that it's affected them in one way or another. 
how do you go about sort of deducing if there's something wrong with someone if i suppose the normal signs in terms of mood aren't there mm. and something said in terms of like well that's a bit tell, that's tell you what then if if i might just if i might just interrupt paint me a hypothetical in in the way that that, that i just did describe some kind of situation that that might pop up in so we can contextualize it for everyone listening um in so in, a, in a thin way say if the the same bloke had to like if you saw him every day and you spoke to him before uh, after work and you had time to speak to him he asked how your day was blah yeah. blah, blah, blah it was all pleasant and you went to your cars together Mm-hmm. But then say if that changed and he suddenly, not necessarily if he saw you, wouldn't ask how you are, but no longer had the time to sort of do that with you anymore and was instead just going straight to his car, not engaging conversation, but was still sort of uh, emotionally the same as he was every other time you saw him, but this time was just off on his way, that kind of thing, but wasn't necessarily giving anything mm-hmm. away. Uh, in his sort of his mood or his attitude or anything like that, How, what could you make of that? Could you? Well, it was something. To, yeah, uh, it was a. Well, it, 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 technically speaking, the, the 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 answers to both of those questions is yes. You're only going to know if there's something or if it is nothing by exploring, right? By by exploring, yeah, yeah. because it, it yeah. could very well be that you're projecting some. Uh, uh, isolation concerns. Oh, why haven't they spoken to me today? Oh God! Oh, you know, and it's it's all it's all internal locus of control that way. Um, but revealing about the person, it's something about you instead. That's opposites again, right? If it's not if if you found the information that is not connected to them in any way, gotta mean that it's come it's come from here in some form. But take this, taking the situation on face value, if it is that they're now um, they're now running to the car, uh, you know they're still they're still pleasant to a certain degree, but it's by no means the same. It is rushed, and it's only you. Uh, it, it's only you. So we can ask yeah. ourselves opposite questions uh, again, as in, it's only me. Is it only me? There's there's the first place to start. Is it only me? Does he finish yeah. at different times uh, of the day? There's a first basis for your routine uh, in that way. What is the opposite of feeling uh, feeling the impetus to rush to your car? It's feeling uh, uh, controlled where time is on your side in, in that mm-hmm. sense. So if time, therefore, is now not on his side, either because he wants to get away from you or get towards something else this can inform the kind of questions you will be asking after the fact sorry i've just noticed that like the heating has come on and my color has visually changed i've got redder as as the podcast has uh, uh, gone on the radiator is right there it's right there yeah this is uh, this is technically the deductionist workout regime you just sit near uh, uh, you just sit near a radiator and talk incessantly uh, for, for close to an hour he comes in now and tells you that the radiators have never been on and you're you're definitely still ill <laughs> right? right i'm hallucinating this is all this is all in one of my many voices uh one of my oh god i've let it slip i mean take 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 for example right uh, uh, uh the uh, the sherlock season three the sherlock season three John Watson has started the season with a moustache. With a moustache. It is only when Sherlock comments on it that it is shaved the next day. So if we explore all of the opposites to that, maybe Mary did voice that she didn't like it, but John brushed that off because it's something that he wanted to do in this sense. But... Uh, you know, all of all of these other options are, are rationalised away through opposites as soon as Sherlock put it. Next day, it's gone. So you explore the opposite of that. Why is it going today? The only change that came previous to that is Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, it's, it starts, it's with anything. If I know what makes you happy, I have an idea by default. 
as to what makes you sad because I can remove what makes you happy, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you, you see... <laughs> you see it with babies when they're when they're weaning uh, weaning off their dummies uh, you know they get whatever kind of comfort that they get from uh, the dummy itself as soon as more more dad goes no that's it uh, mood changes back removes uh, and then they get used to it and that's what that's where the change of it there oppositions are a great way to start any interaction so here is the video for you here is the video. There you go. Um, so I'll give you the context. Um, some uh, uh, we'll get into the details after, but basically, a chap, a, a father of two, I believe, has been murdered, and a guy returns to the scene of the crime to tell them what he thinks happened. It transpires that the guy that returned to the scene of the crime is the guy that killed him. Oh, dear. <laughs> My plan did not work. <laughs> here's, here's the video. Uh, oh, good Lord. What's happening here? Uh, there we go. I know. Yeah, this is in Essex. Ah. So, here we go. Check this out. So if we look at this already, right? Um, I, that's that's an unfortunate place to have uh, <laughs> to have to have paused it. There you go. Because look at the time at the top. Right. Okay. Seven forty-six and thirty-six seconds. That man, as you will see in a second, is carrying around a near-empty bottle of Courvoisier. Uh. Right? Is is a near-empty bottle of Courvoisier. So, if we look in terms of opposition to that, right? What are everybody else doing? Sorry, that's not correct English. What is everybody else doing? Statistically speaking, at seven forty-six in the morning, just getting up for early work, having your breakfast, right? Anything and, that doesn't require drink. <laughs> and this guy is already out of his malignant tree on um, a, a Courvoisier's brandy, I think, or cognac, um, one of the two. But I mean, but either way, it's strong. Right, it's strong, and he's gone through a, a, a near bottle of this. So we know then, let's explore the opposition again, as in what would cause somebody to drink that much at that hour. Either they're carrying on straight the way through, or they have reason to uh, crawl into a bottle. Yeah. Right, either way, it's not very good answers that are coming out of the back of this. <laughs> in that particular situation, crime with either. Say again. Not the best thing to return to the scene of the crime with either. <laughs> well, in terms of cognito. We'll get into that question of opposites just just in a moment, but we'll just we'll we'll get some more contextual detail just for now. Wow, that's an unfortunate timing, like a like a transition in a Puff Daddy music video. We'll uh, we'll let that go a couple of seconds more. There we go. Um, so, besides besides the returning to the scene of the crime for now, what's what stood out to you uh, as an observation to make just during that second little bit? His confidence. Okay, what would what what would cause somebody to be that confident in that situation and? What would cause somebody to be unconfident in that situation? I suppose what would cause him confidence, depending on, uh, well, I suppose the drink in his hand for a start. <laughs> Very big factor. Very big. Uh, Very big, right? Okay. That, which is why, which is what, 
Oh, 100%, mate. 100%, right? So you're, you're looking to ascertain the influence of the substance at that stage on his psychological makeup. The opposition yeah. question strikes again. So w what she did was ask for his name, mm -hmm. right? And he said, I'm not going to tell you my name for whatever reason that he gave. Why would somebody not tell you their name? Answers given. Why would somebody give you their name? Answers given. Which one fits better the situation that came out of the answer to the alcohol? It's all painting a very kind of uh, dire picture. Yeah. His, right? his method he's gone back here with, whether there is a method or not, it's like crumbling pretty fast isn't it <laughs> feel that the choices he's making now are either to self-sabotage it feels like a self-sabotage situation oh. face value yeah let's let's look again at opposition right so if you've got the presentation of confidence what looks like confidence but isn't confidence um Guilt. Guilt could be one. Uh, Arrogance it's... could be another. Yeah. Both could be another, right? Yeah. My, my, my point is that whatever the answer to that question is, <laughs> doesn't paint a good picture for this particular yeah. fellow at this stage in terms of his psychological motivations for going yeah. back, particularly out of his tiny little beefcake mind. <laughs> Let's watch a couple more seconds. Know what happened? I needed me to know, figure it out what happened. If you don't have me, you don't know what happened. I just know. So that's that's the last point, right? So what what was what was stood out to you there about something that uh, about something that we can ask ourselves an opposition question about? What stood out to you? His demands. Right. The fact that he is needed in that situation, that he's not just sort of like come there to cover himself yeah. as an alibi. It seems this, there's a bit of a thrill factor there for him. Yeah. He's, so, you, you, he's you, uh, mate, you're already there. You're already there. And granted, this this for the people involved was a fairly obvious uh, a kind of uh, an investigation measure towards uh, ascertaining this person's guilt. But I'm just using it to illustrate the way that opposition uh, uh, can get us, they're easier in, in this way. So if you look at that, right, why would we need you versus why wouldn't we need you, right? If somebody's been murdered, why would we need you if we don't know who's done it? In which case, you're very likely at this particular stage based on all of the opposition questions and the answers that we've already got, right? And why wouldn't we need you if we already knew? In which case, you wouldn't fucking be here. Yeah, exactly. We need you. <laughs> right. Here we go. So let's let's have a look at a, a, a couple of these uh, insights from team chat. Uh, right, Adam, that was my thought. Drunks tend to have diarrhea of the mouth. Why would you risk going to tell on yourself unless you were diagnosably insane or a complete and utter moron? Um, yeah. Point well made. Ego is huge. Boom. Uh, Craig captioning it eloquently. If you don't have me, you don't know what's happened. <laughs> That's basically the subtitles from Netflix speaking to me. <laughs> you don't have. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't know. You don't know. Oh dear. But like, look at look at it this way. If you've ever been of the um the inclination to uh, test your rational thinking skills mm. right uh movies are a great way to do it and i've i've been doing it for ages but i really didn't start kind of publicizing it if that's the, even the right word it sounds kind of douchey to say that out loud but uh, I, I made a uh, I made a video about having a race with uh, Benoit Blanc uh, over Glass Onion when it came out, and uh, <laughs> I mean it still it still cracks me up. One of the comments uh, one of the comments I got on that, which was seems like somebody watched Glass Onion. <laughs> yeah, that I did that it's was that was the oh. 
Did you not get what was happening? <laughs> Dear sweet summer child. God bless you. But here's my point. There are, within thrillers, murder mysteries, slashers, whodunits, crime story, whatever, there are, there are puzzles with which uh, uh, writers have taken uh, uh, behavioural traits from the psychological makeup of certain characters in order to create these, at times, pseudo-believable individuals, but for, for the most part, believable individuals, because they have to be that way to make it to the screen in some form, to give us something to play with. Right? When me and Maddie went to watch uh, the new Scream film the other day, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's the most challenging thing to unfurl, but it was certainly the, the most different puzzle to the previous, I don't know, what have there been, like 14 other Screams by now? I don't know. There was, there's loads. Um, but, like, yeah, easily. Um, I think back in the 1800s, it was simply called, oh! Um, uh, that's that's what it was called. <laughs> with, with a handkerchief. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were sat there kind of whispering to each other, like, well, if this means this, then this means this. And if this means this, and then this means this, this kind of back and forth opposition question. We had the whole film figured out by, like, I don't know, what was it, my love, about 40 minutes in? <laughs> She's got her headphones in. I can just see her in the corner going... <laughs> I don't know. It was. It was. It was. It was after. It was after the second kill. Yeah. Uh, so 40, 40 minutes is a total guess. Uh, it, it could be near the end. I don't know. Uh, but it was after the second kill. That that was. Uh, that was the point of the film. I hope for a film like Scream, the second kill isn't near the end. <laughs> that, I mean, be a dull slap. You, you, you would hope so, right? You would yeah. hope so. <laughs> you would hope so but you can you can take films as a way or tv or you know books you know if that's if that's your bag baby um uh, as a way to to try and practice this observational angle i did that with my work on kane's jawbone yeah people have been asking about it i missed the deadline uh which i don't care about because life happened i had a lot of shit going on with cookie and that's that's kind of where my priorities were um but that's that's how I came to an answer with this, which is exploring opposites. So if this happened, this must mean this. If this happened, then this means this. If you see an empty plate of food on the table, you know someone's eaten food off that plate. If you see someone laughing, you laughing, you know somebody has just witnessed something or thought something that has made them laugh. This kind of oppositional quality will get your engines going in a non-sexy way, no matter what it is that you're doing when it comes to uh, when it comes to people reading. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you say that I encountered someone up in the city centre a few years ago who was weirdly just laughing to themselves, and when someone passed nearby and asked what they were laughing at, they got the response of "fuck off," which are just straight out. <laughs> And then they went back to the, you know what type of person I'm on about, but... Oh, yeah, yes. A very bizarre yes. encounter. <laughs> I believe the uh, the dust of monkeys may have been involved somewhere. Yeah, yeah they may have. They may have. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I ever approached my dad in town. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see your dad on monkey dust. I think it would be great. <laughs> I'd love to see monkey dust. <laughs> I can have father back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, father, do stop doing those awful drugs. We <laughs> do your roly polies in public. <laughs> Traffic. <laughs> but with that, what you'll find, guys, uh, as well, is um, you'll you'll develop a way to question more the observations that you make, and it's ge and it's geared towards motivations, right? Mm. And I'm telling you, just start exploring it. And that that line between observation and, oh, God, it could be a thousand other things, gets shorter and shorter and shorter. It never goes away, 
because when you look at a neuroscientific uh, uh, kind of background for it, you can't completely diminish your biases. If you have a bias towards overthinking, you can't completely turn it off. Doesn't happen. Yeah. You can just diminish it, right? It's it is. I could feel another four thousand word sentence coming on there, so I just th- <laughs> nip nip that nip that one in the bud. So let me tell you about what's coming. Uh, is it next week? We've got Taha. I've. It's just occurred to me right in that moment. I never even told you his name. Uh, yeah, ne- <laughs> next week. Uh, next week we have uh, a, 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 an award-winning mentalist from France. I know I never told you his name. I told you that I got. I got a. I got a mentalist from. Yeah, yeah. His name is Taha. Um, he is arguably one of the single most lovely people you would ever hope to meet in in your entire life genuine lovely bloke and a bloody clever chap to boot and oh, wow. he he's an award winner he's got two shows on the french the parisian version of broadway and has and has said if we're ever in that neck of the woods he will sort us out front row seats yes um, oh, but you but you you yeah. will have to learn french I, I, I'm fluent. I'm fluent. <laughs> you can speak yeah, Frenchanese, right? <laughs> Don't worry, mate. I'll I'll send I'll send you that episode of Friends. We'll catch you right up. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so that's that's coming next week. Uh, what else have we sorted that we can tell you about? Um, uh, Omniscient Insights is is still going strong. Um, there'll be a, a lovely thing for you guys to all get involved in. Hopefully, very soon. And um, me and Adam, we've actually uh, procured ourselves a weekend in uh, in Newcastle upon Tyne to go and hang out. Yeah, we we're going to go and hang out with uh, just a bunch of wizards. Yeah, we're going to Hogwarts. But, yeah, we're going we're going to Hogwarts. Only they have whiskey and not butter beer. We can call it butter beer. I'll, I'll, I'm sure someone's probably put a stick of butter in it somewhere. Um, <laughs> stick of who? What now? Stick of who? What now? Uh, but we're 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 going to um, a convention of uh, mentalists. Now, some of the people that you've seen on the show before, um, uh, Daniel Johnson, known as Mr. Freak, the guy with uh, a green facial hair, Mick, who was on talking about. Um, uh, uh, cold reading, uh, Michael, who was the ultimate problem solver, who flippantly mentioned, "Yeah, I solved the lottery. It was all right." Then I moved on. Uh, oh, he's. he's... I, 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 I was meant to tell you, uh, I caught up with Mick a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to. I rang him up and ran, uh, asked him if he could get my car in for a service, and then I realised I had the wrong Mick. <laughs> the Geordie, as soon as he answered, and I heard the Geordie accent, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Howie, man. Howie. I told him of my mistake, and he still offered to, he said, oh, I, oh, I can try and do you a service on the car anyway. Right. Like, well, lovely. <laughs> Just lovely, lovely men. But some of the most dastardly clever individuals for problem solving you would yeah. you would ever hope to meet in terms of figuring out data that and the mechanics that would get you there the type of people that would sit there and go uh like i'm i'm now holding something in my hand you need to figure out a method to tell me what's what's being held in my hand right uh, and technically speaking i was holding nothing um which which is which is a dick move on my part but the, the these these are these are the guys and girls that would be equipped enough to be able to figure out this type of stuff so we're going to take yeah. the uh, the podcast down to them um uh, and try and get as many people on as possible uh, and at the very least you know piss some people off uh, cuz i i think i think right Us? Piss people off. I can't help what my face is. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, Michael, that's a great trick, but go and reopen Zaza's immediately. <laughs> Do it now. Do Make it my now. Plate fall. <laughs> I thought, uh, Zaza's was the most incredible. Or you can eat your plate. Oh, God. 
Will had to offer. Is it is a quick? Yeah, is it is a quick side note? Me, uh, uh, me, Adam, and was it Ian that came with us uh, on our yeah. random trip? Uh, we went up to go and do some filming uh, at Newcastle at uh, uh, one of the conventions, and we got the timing wrong. The convention was closed, uh, so <laughs> we we. Yeah, we basically just went. Shall we go to Zaza's? Went to Zaza's and then drove home. So we did. We we did like is three three and a half hours there, three and a half hours back, just for a meal, and it was totally worth it. Absolutely, it was totally worth it. (laughs) So right, guys, with that in mind, we're going to love you and leave you, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.